I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psych Hacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is covert contracts. As the name suggests, a covert contract is a quid pro quo that is not revealed to the other party. Now, on the surface, this arrangement might seem somewhat silly. I mean, if you don't explicitly negotiate a trade with another person, how can you reasonably expect to get what you hope to receive in that transaction? This will only happen rarely and kind of by accident. I think we all probably understand this intellectually. However, in practice, many of our relationships, both personal and professional, are subject to these covert contracts every day of our lives. For instance, a very common professional covert contract is that if I consistently go above and beyond my contractual obligations, this effort will be recognized, appreciated, and rewarded. That is not necessarily true at all. In many cases, in fact, this behavior has the opposite effect. From management's perspective, your hard work might create a low-cost, high-benefit solution, which will increase the likelihood that you will remain in that role, as promoting you will require replacing your previous position with a person whose labor exhibits a higher cost-benefit ratio. But people routinely burn themselves out at work in the service of this covert contract and feel resentful and exploited when things don't go their way. There are also tons of covert contracts in the world of dating. What I like to call nice guy syndrome, for instance, is dominated by the idea of often disavowed quid pro quo arrangements. If I buy her dinner and help her move and demonstrate that I don't just want sex like all the other guys, and value her emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually, then I will be rewarded with sex and companionship. I'm not saying that any of those behaviors are bad or wrong in and of themselves, but that they're ineffective in achieving the nice guy's ultimate goal. For instance, women generally want to be valued by the men they like, but a man's valuation will not typically cause a woman to like him. But men routinely work to prove themselves to the women to whom they are attracted and feel resentful and exploited when things don't go their way. The fact of the matter is that gifts, recognition, respect, love, sex, affection are always given at the pleasure of the giver. There is nothing you can do to earn a gift. You can earn a reward, but you cannot earn a gift. Otherwise, like by definition, it's no longer a gift. Unsurprisingly, you are much more likely to receive gifts if you give gifts yourself. The trick is to overcome the urge to give in order to receive and to cultivate more and more a pleasure in giving. It's a kind of generosity of spirit. This will help you achieve greater outcome independence, which will create the conditions necessary for others to feel like they can give freely and spontaneously themselves. So, how do you let go of your covert contracts? There are really only two ways. Either you cultivate the courage to negotiate for what you want with others more explicitly, or you work to divest yourself of your unjustified expectations of others. And this is probably a both-and solution as opposed to an either-or. You'll know you're on the right track if you begin to notice a reduction in the frequency and intensity of your anger and disappointment. Try it out yourself. Got some thoughts on the matter? Feel free to like, rate, and review this episode. And if you'd like to schedule a consultation, you can reach me at psychhackspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.